0: Jacksonville Jaguars Podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3.
1: All right. Welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. We're recording uh it's a May or sorry March 18th. Uh jumping a little ahead of myself there. Sorry about that. Hey! The draft was great. man.
2: Come on.
1: The draft was great <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs>
2: uh but,
1: yeah, so it's it's March 18th and we're going to catch up a little bit on The Miles Jack release, the free agency pickups obviously made a big splash there. I know Derek and JK3 have some thoughts on those different signings. And then uh, we have some Twitter questions at the end. But just to start, because today is actually the deadline for season ticket renewals. I did renew last night, took advantage of that six-month installment plan, which is good. But are there any extra incentives coming this year? I saw something on social media about like a free hat or something that they were putting together. Have you seen that? A free hat? Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I,
3: I feel like, I, dude, again, I, I love it. I love being a season ticket member. I won't renew because I like to renew on my time. <laughs> you know, I like to like just just still hold it out and like they're not going to make me renew whenever they have all these little promotions. But um I think last year you got a that OK, so if the hat is something new this year, last year they sent like a clear bag with like the, the teal deals and like a coin. Yeah, I just wish for once that we had something cool for being a season ticket member. Like uh, I think a couple of years back when the the Atlanta Falcons did something with their season tickets, like they got like this crazy like display for thanking them for being a season ticket member or something like that. I mean, even something as little as like when the draft comes, like a draft party, everyone's going to the draft party. Why don't you just make like a little designated area for season ticket members only. And maybe, you know, we, we get cheaper beer. You know, or or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Just Discount something product. like, just something yeah. like, something something cool like that. You know, to being a season ticket member, besides you getting my money a little bit earlier, and I still have the same seats. You know, it's just I, I don't know. There's yeah. just not a lot of incentive for me to renew, like on their time. Well, I mean, Derek, the, the, the Hall of Fame thing with Tony Baselli, I think there's a there's a sweepstakes too. Like if you renew by today, you get entered into a drawing to go to Canton. I don't
1: yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. The, the previous one was, I think, a week or two ago. If you renew, then you were into, entered into the drawing for like special prizes or something like that. So, you know, I'd like for it to be if I renew, I get a special prize. <laughs> Not that I'm entered into the drawing for it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Derek, if you were on the uh, the border line of renewing, let's say or let's say you're a, a let's pretend like you're a brand new fan. And you're considering season tickets. What would be like a cool giveaway that would, would you know, kind of entice you to, to, you know, sort of pull the trigger?
2: Um, Not have to pay for a parking pass. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Okay. There's unrealistic and realistic. So realistic, not have to pay for a parking pass. Uh, unrealistic. Uh, Shoot. Let me think of an unrealistic, um, unrealistic kind of premium to go along with the season ticket package. If you were a new season ticket holder, ooh, one game day, one uh, field pass for the game before the game. Yeah, one field pass
3: for one. Home and that's game. something that they could easily do. <laughs> yeah, it, well, would, well, it now, wouldn't. It uh, wouldn't work for me because of the condition that I go into the games. <laughs> 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 so it, it would not work for me. But I would say unrealistic, like you know, and this is gonna sound so childish, but like if I don't know, um, I was waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> if if like if Trevor came to my birthday, it's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, unre- there's unrealistic. <laughs> there the, 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 the,
2: the, that then there's that, the, that that ain't just that ain't gonna happen. There, I would like, happen. I
3: would love to have a birthday party like at Pizza Hut like an old-school Pizza Hut, <laughs> like the Buffet.
2: And Trevor Lawrence called. And
3: Trevor just walked in like, but how, think about how what, cool would that be? Think about what we just cool. said.
2: A field pass for a new season ticket holder, just one that the Jags can choose which game is more than likely a very high percentage of unrealistic premium for a new season ticket holder. That's how, That's pathetic. Now we're yeah. we're we're speaking hypothetically here, but we all know that's true. That's how pathetic that
3: is, and yeah. season ticket holders. Yeah, that's so sad. It was so sad. They, they do have, and then if you've ever been, because you know, I I was previously employed, uh, by them. So even down like on the on the field, there's a bunch of just random people there anyway. Yeah, like I mean, you have. Um, you know, you've got your Make-A-Wish kids and everything else like that. But then there's other kids that are other people that have no even, like, why are they down there, you know? And so it would be very, very premium opportunity for someone to get down there, you know, um, you know, catch a couple passes, see what it's like to sit down there, and then that's it. And you know they're not season ticket holders. They're oh, no. there because the visiting
2: team is probably where they're from or they're Absolutely. fans of the visiting team. That's yeah. why they're on the field, Just, just, just putting it out there. Yeah. When it's out there, Jags, you, you know it's true. Don't even try to deny it. That, 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 and that has been the hardest part about being a Jags fan. And we'll get to free agency here in a second, guys. But that's the hardest part about being a Jags fan. Because when you look at the culture of the fan base, of all the things, all the groups, all the you know even the media that love the team, the team doesn't share the same love back. And they can sit here and put out a nice press release that's, you know, done by the PR person for the team, put it in a nice tweet or Facebook post or send it to 1010. But, you know, the love is not shared back. It's just a fact. It's just a fact.
1: Yeah. Well, to give you uh, an example, and then we'll get off this topic, but I emailed my new season ticket rep yesterday and just like, Hey, I, you know, I renewed or whatever. I thought I saw something on social media about like a free hat or something, you know, what's that all about? And he sends me an email back uh, this morning. He's like, oh, thank you so much for renewing. We're looking forward to the season. He's like, I don't really know anything about the hat.
3: <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Thank, <laughs> thanks for your deposit. Now get lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see, see you in the fall. You could at, <laughs> at
2: least go to TJ Maxx or Ross and pick my buddy up a hat. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Either that,
3: bro, yeah. don't, waste your, don't waste your time looking for the hat because by the time you get the hat in the mail, the crown is going to be all folded in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, The randomly. bill is going to be warped. Uh,
2: I'll, try to, uh,
1: I'll try to find a picture of what I'm talking about. And I don't think I'm just, uh, you know, this just came up randomly in my mind. I'm, I'm not making this up. I saw it. You, so you imagined uh, Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But one thing I had pitched to them a couple of weeks ago, because I was trying to get discounts to the uh lumineers show that was coming up in a couple months was like a discount or something related to Daly's place since it's connected to the stadium and their answer was you know that's a totally separate thing but then when you look in their email signature it it says jaguars and Daly's place at the bottom so i'm like okay so i don't know that'd be a cool one i think that's somewhat practical but um Anyway, so uh, yeah, shout us out if you're also renewing or maybe what your plans are around season tickets this year. Uh, I know some people just take advantage of the little packs where you just get a couple games here or there. But um, looking forward to seeing everybody back at the stadium here in a couple months or you know many months. Uh, but well, they do uh, they do
3: have the the training camp things. Not to completely throw them on the bus. Yeah, there are a couple of training camps where the Jags, uh, where the where the players, or it is only for uh, season ticket members. Um, and I think there's some premium seating as well. So not to completely roll the bus over, but I would like my hat and Trevor to come to Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I like that. I think that's good. And the Teal Deals usually has like $2 off 25 at Shoney's or something. So, so that's good. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. There's some good ones, but um, all right. So for the uh, Jaguars transaction news, which I know we've been kind of uh, hitting up in the group text uh, quite a bit. And Twitter has been super, not even just Jaguars fans, NFL fans in general have been talking a lot about this, but before we talk about the free agent signings, Derek, I'll start with you with miles Jack's release. Was that a surprise? Because I know when I texted you guys about it, I was like, what, you know, this is like one of our biggest names and all this stuff. But it sounded like you guys were a little bit more on board with that than, uh, than I thought you would be.
2: I was definitely on board with that. And I'll tell you why Um we we love, Miles Jack here, uh, he has done nothing but been a model player and citizen uh, to North Florida and to the Jacksonville, uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. But when you look at his production on the field, you, you say to yourself, he's everywhere. Eh, not really, because there's a lot of times that he puts himself out of position still. OK, that cerebral that we've we've talked about this on numerous shows. Um, and he, he doesn't he doesn't have it. Now, when you look at who they're bringing in, uh, Alucon and forgive me if I mispronounce that name, uh, Foyer Alucon, he puts himself in position. And the way you can tell that is solo tackles, solo tackles. Forget the assisted and all that, because assisted Miles Jack had over 100 tackles, the solo tackles. Lukan has double the amount of solo cap- tackles that Miles Jack had last year. And I think the the, the the previous year when Lukan really got going. In my opinion, that, that to me tells me that our, our new our new linebacker foyer is putting himself in the right position to make plays. End of story. End of story. Yeah, we probably paid a lot for him. Yeah, other agents and owners are probably upset. And, you know, we we all know we had to because of us keeping and retaining Trent Baalke. And money is the only way to really get players to the free agent players to really want to pay attention to us. But that's it in the story. So I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm definitely on board with it.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the, the Miles Jack thing, and you, and you love him because of. You know uh, of the player that he is. You love him. Or excuse me. You love him because of the off the field stuff, and and then even on the field. You know he had some some really good, you know some really good opportunities, some really good athletic flashes. And you know he was. I, I think he was he was great. But you know he he had the 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 year where he he came in and you know professed that he was going to be, you know the quarterback of the defense, that middle linebacker position. And you know he and as you said, th- I think you said earlier, he was all over the field. And you know he's everywhere. He's everywhere, but he's not supposed to be, you know, he's uh, places where he he should have been a couple of plays and a couple of tackles that, you know, could have been made. Um, I think also, um, you know, the thing that we miss too, or that we will miss on uh, as Jaguars fans is that familiar familiarity and, you know, actually seeing and hoping to have another player out there. Um, I do love that, you know, he made it to the second contract with the Jags. Uh, that's very rare, you know, for the Jags to make it to, to have a player to make it to the second contract. But I think, you know, with the NFL and the turnover, um, you know, you've got to be a very, very, very special player uh, to stay in one position and stay high, high producing and high volume. I mean, look at Bobby Wagner out in Seattle. I mean, even, you know, even there's a sunset for him as well. You know, so I think, you know, with, with Jack going to, uh, to to Pittsburgh, you know, he follows Joe Schobert as well. I think they released Joe Schobert in Pittsburgh, but uh, it does make way for Aluakon uh, and then also Shaq Quarterman. Um, I think this is going to be a really good opportunity for Shaq quarterman um to really, you know, take the time and really just see, you know, the film study and things like that that he's been watching and he's been kind of waiting in the wings. Um and I think this is his, you know, put up or shut up time with, with quarterman and a it becomes a faster, younger um, you know, linebacking quarter.
2: Urban Meyer last year and that train wreck, he he talked about playing fast, but in college, you can play fast and get away with it when guys don't know where they're going. In the NFL, they're going to see that, and they're going to coaches will see that and counter. They'll do things to take advantage of your over pursuit, and that's why there's gaps in the middle of our defense constantly. So hopefully, to uh, we can we can plug those up.
1: All right. Well, that sounds uh, a lot more promising than I than I thought it would be. So that's good. I think I just tend to focus more on the, the name recognition piece of it more than anything, which is probably not a good way to <laughs> evaluate players. But anyway, so let's get into the free agency. And the first guy I wanted to touch on and get your guys feedback on is the one that uh, took up a, a large percentage of our group text uh, based on uh, his apparent uh, awesome hairstyle. And that is Zay Jones. So tell me about this guy. Like what, what's the deal with this guy?
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the one that it is like, okay, so thing about Zay Jones and the thing about the Jaguars is that they consistently get f- like three and four receivers. Like, I mean, he's a solid like number three. I I I don't I, I don't know what the plan is for him, but I wasn't, you know, to me, it was just kind of man, because I felt like they were reaching. I felt like they were doing a really good job in, you know, some of the splashes like with Christian Kirk, um, you know, with some of the other uh, splashes with uh, even Ingram, um, I, you know, someone on Twitter was like, you know, he's washed up. And I'm thinking, I, I don't think he's washed completely yet. Um, but the, the the Zay Jones, a lot of, I think there's a lot of ceiling. And I think that, you know, the 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 ceiling is very high and the potential is high there. I just don't know how he fits within the receiver room and receiver, you know, that we currently have right now. Like, what do you do with Vishka? Does Vishka become uh, a Cordell Patterson right now? Uh, You know, obviously this this core and I still think they lack a number one. So I think they're going to get probably George Pickens in like at number 33. But I still think they lack a true number one. But if Zay Jones, if they do get the number one receiver, that true, you know, burner, um, and then you have uh, Christian Kirk, and then you'll have, um, you know, Zay Jones or Marvin Jones. And then you can't forget about Agnew as well. So I think it it just creates more competition at the receiver, uh, in the receiver room. I think you have – you get younger. Um, you don't have – I mean, Treadwell is still going to be there as well. So I think that you're going to have some guys that are legit fighting for the spot. But the Zay Jones thing, it, it didn't really – it didn't really strike me as hard as like, you know, the Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, you know, any of those other offensive weapons that they, that they uh, grabbed.
1: Eric really quick. So Zay Jones, and, and then also just to group it together hit on Christian Kirk, but also I forgot to mention DJ Chark that we're losing him, Derek. So maybe just talk a little bit about how that plays into these new receiver signings as well.
2: Uh, DJ Chark, it's mentally burnt. Uh, There's nothing you can do to repair that relationship. That's why he left. So you wish him nothing but the best. That's a, that's a shame we couldn't repair that. But I, I, I blame ownership on that for the uh, tomfoolery decisions with they, that they've done with um, with the, you know previous coaching regimes and GM regimes. So that's the end of the story on that. Um, with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, let's, let's look at it this way. All right, I'm doing a little bit of math here. Uh, so <clears throat> Christian Kirk, I think both of them have been in the league four or five years. I think uh, Christian Kirk, this will be his fifth year. I think Zay Jones, this will be his fifth or sixth year. I'm going to double-check that here in a minute. So let's do Christian Kirk really quick. Christian Kirk, this will be his fifth year in the league, and he has 236 catches on 357 targets, 66%
0: uh, catch rate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. So let's go to Zay Jones really quick,
2: just, just to kind of, you know, run past the numbers, the reason why I don't like Zay Jones. And it's not because I don't like him as a person or anything like that. It's just that the numbers don't really stick out. That's You know, you can look at film and all that crazy stuff, but that's what we have to go by right now. So one, 54% catch rate. Zay Jones's target and catch rate for as long as he's been in the league has been low, like he should be higher than he is. So Christian Kirk's been targeted more and he's been in the league less time. So actually this is Christian, This is or excuse me, this is Zay Jones's coming up. This will be his seventh year in the league compared to Christian Kirk's five, fifth, excuse me. Hmm. And, and Zay Jones has less targets. Now that, that could happen. My point is for as much, you know, as they, in my opinion, that they gave him, that, that to me is a reach. A 54% catch rate is a reach. In 2018 with Buffalo, he had 102 targets, and he only caught the ball 56 times. And that was four or five years ago, four years ago. But still, that should stand out. He was a second-round pick with Buffalo, and he caught seven balls that year. And the next year, they let him go. After, he played five games, and they let him go. So something well, just doesn't smell right
3: to me there. I, I, and another thing, too, to hit on the potential, you got to look at who – so he's coming from you know, more recently in Vegas you know, the, he, you got the best tight, one of the best receiving tight ends in the NFL with Darren Waller. And then you've got a pristine route runner there, um, you know, with, with Renfro and um, before his accident or before, you know, the, the whole thing with Henry rugs. So Zay Jones was competing for balls. Like, I mean, it wasn't, there, there wasn't enough ball to go around there. You know, Carr had some offensive weapons and, you know, things like that. It just all depends on how he can really, you know, kind of hit his stride here in Jacksonville and find his, his groove. If his group and the, the way that I see his groove, again, if they get number one, then you have, uh, then you'll have Kirk being a solid, you know, outstanding number two that he is, he's going to be that three, four position. I mean, he's going to be competing for, you know, time with Agnew. Uh, he's going to be competing for time with uh, uh Vishka. And he's also going to be, you know, competing for, for, um you know, time with maybe even Marvin. Uh, I think Marvin is probably going to be the solid three, but then that fourth—if you you know—you got Treadwell, Agnew, and now um, you know, and now Zay Jones. So it's 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 crowded in the in the receiver room, but I like it. I like that you can bring in someone that you know that can compete for the time and then compete. And but you know, one of the things that a lot of uh, we we talked about last year was the the lack of offensive weapons. Um, the yeah. balls, the drop balls, have got to stop. So I don't care who they put out there; someone is going to catch the ball. And I think Zay Jones may he I mean he he may be I mean Marvin Jones is probably the more the most sure-handed receiver that we had on this team, so now you upgrade that with Christian Kirk you know as far as drop balls, uh, if Vishka is going to be put in a Cordell Patterson type of role uh, where he's actually handing the ball off or getting the ball in like short yardage you know like you know flare routes and things like that you minimize the drops as well. Whatever we need to do and whatever athletes we need to put on the field to minimize the drops and the, the, the drive stallers, that's what I want.
2: Yeah. Now, I, I will say that in his defense, in Zay Jones' defense, he did reach 66% last year as far as catches and targets, and he's durable. The last two seasons he's played 16 and 17 games, so he's played all the games for you know in the last two years. So those are good signs. So trending up, yes up enough to give him what he what we gave him? I don't know. But, hey, that's why we sit on the sidelines and make fun podcasts like this and get to talk about it because we're not the professionals, although the majority of us don't think Balky's a professional either, but that's a different story.
3: <laughs> hey, no, hey, dude. Okay, so I'll be, hey, you know what? The bulky thing, we thought that, you know, because they didn't make effort or, you know, we, we thought because of the Byron and Adrian Wilson thing that it was because of Balky. Hey, man, Balky was able to get he, I mean, he was able to get Darius Williams, Darius Williams, cornerback from the Rams, came back to Jacksonville because he wanted to come home. He had uh, allegedly he wanted to come home. Um, he had more offers, more money on the table, but he wanted to come home. So walk able to get I mean, I, I don't know, man, I, I don't I think the verdict is still out. Uh, he's definitely going to have to, you know, cook in this in this draft class. That's for sure. But he was able to, you know, almost flip the roster within the first two days of uh, of training, or, or excuse me, of uh, of free agency. So, am am I not saying that? You know, I don't think he's the best, but I think the cloud emojis maybe maybe on arrest for 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 the time being. they they could be on arrest because you know he he he's 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 very, keep him in the tuck, keep him in the t- don't put him away. Keep him there big. just in case we need
2: it. He's very Bezos esque right now, throwing all that money around. You know, uh, you know, he's very Bezos esque. But I, I, I got to see the production on the field. I got to see those draft picks. That that's my main thing. I, I got to see those picks. Okay, now that we basically got the free agency clash set, Allen Robinson's going back to, uh, or not going back, but going to L.A. Which, by the way, I always said he there was no way, no chance in H.E. double hockey sticks, he was coming here. Okay, no chance at yeah.
3: that. They, they, uh, he said, Balky said that he hit on six of it, or I think they hit on six of the seven free agent targets. So you got to think A-Rob at seven. A Rob was that seventh. A Rob was
2: that seventh, but I just, I was like, why would he come back here? Right. Too many nightmares, you know, mm-hmm. too many bad dreams. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it was a, a fantastic job. But I'll also give Peterson a lot of credit to that, too. We'll 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 see what the draft looks like and you know, keep moving forward. Uh but the those two receiver positions, uh definitely Christian Kirk, nice number two, great addition. Could Christian Kirk grow into a number one?
3: I mean he's not a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not gonna grow. He's not gonna grow. I, I think the only thing that the I don't only think he means literally. Me. Oh, <laughs> not like physically. I, think, I don't think. <laughs> I, I mean the the number one position. I don't think he has the body makeup for it. I, I really don't. I don't think he's just that that alpha. Um, you know, I, I don't think that he's he's not cut from that DK that DK Metcalf that you know a Rob. I think um, it, it'll it'll be tough. What what what's gonna? I mean, but really in your in your de- definition, like what is a true number one receiver? The true
2: number one is a dog, not mm-hmm. necessarily with size. Yeah. But also the mentality. Look at Steve Smith all those years. Yeah. Steve Smith was five, eight, 200, 210 pounds. Now, granted, Steve Smith grew up in Compton, so it was a different kind of mental makeup there. But that that mental mentality, in my opinion, is what a true number one is, is like um, some, you know, and then there's a bit of a prima donna to it as well. As far as, uh, you know, like the DeAndre Hopkins type prima donna. not to say DeAndre Hopkins ain't a punk. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Basically, he knows he's good. He knows he's worth it. Game on the line. Just throw it my direction. I'm gonna go get it. That type of prima donna. So So, wow. um, yeah, I, I don't know, but we'll see what they do in the draft, man. We'll see what they do in the draft of that position. You know, O-line, D-line. Th- those positions are hot right now. Uh, middle linebacker, too. Although, I'm, you know, we got Shaq Quarterman. He's been on the roster a while, but. They they might you know do something there in the second round uh, with the kid from Georgia, but well, you know that, that those are all hypotheticals. Who knows what this team is going to do if they if they pick Aiden Hutchinson first? I, I um, we'll have to have another episode about that because yeah, yeah.
1: I need an episode yeah. about that because I am yeah. completely lost on the draft. It,
3: but you mentioned you mentioned Pickens again dude, and, and and a dog. There was a uh, I was I was scrolling the other day on Twitter and I saw like. Because, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and act like I watched every snap of the Georgia Bulldogs, but I guess there was a play between um, when they played Georgia Tech and, you know, he got into like hand fighting down the field and I guess him and the other DB got into it and he, they were, they started throwing blows and everything and, and Pickens had him by the face mask and looked over his shoulder to see where the wall was and threw him into the wall, like the, the touchdown pattern. Wow. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that's the kind of guy that I I mean, I would love that. I would love just a nasty receiver like your Steve Smith. You talked about your Hines. Remember Hines Ward? Oh yeah, like Hines, Hines mm-hmm. Ward like popular popularized that. Like yo, the 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 DBs and linebackers are going to be gunning for me. I'm going to start gunning for them. Mm-hmm. Like I, you're not going to get me. You're not going to catch me with a with an earhole. You know.
1: All right. right. So we talked a little bit. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the offensive pickups. I was hoping maybe you guys and you, Jk3 you alluded to Darius Williams there, but I'm not even going to like try to pretend at this point that I have any idea. Uh, how to pronounce the linebacker and the defensive tackle. I know that's terrible. I'm sorry, but I- I'll pick it up. Um, are these guys pretty significant upgrades to the defense at this point?
3: Um, I-, I think so, uh, at least with the Luakon, um, I-, I think, you know, from there again, tackle. I mean, he- he's like the water boy. I mean, he's all over the place. He's tackling, making sure that he's making plays just just very good there. I would have loved to see. You know, if there was an opportunity in a perfect world, we would have kept him and Miles Jack. And then, you know, maybe, you know, somehow found, found, you know, some type of, you know, way to get him on the quarterman on the field. But I think that, you know, actually having him on the field and, you know, him being able to diagnose and read and react. I think it's great. I think it's a really good upgrade. I think it's a promising upgrade. I think it's great. You're definitely going to need someone there to, you know, to to be, uh, you know, a true, you know, linebacker and really just make those tackles. Um, In my opinion, I think he has the brains of Puzz Lusny and the athleticism of Miles Jack. So if you, there's been some times where people were just like, man, if if Puzz was just, if he was just quicker, if he was just more athletic, he would be there. He would have made that tackle and then. You know, with with Jack, it's like, oh, man, if he if he w- was just there, if he just knew it and just saw it, you know, he could make that tackle. I think a and from the film that I've watched and some of the same things that I've seen, definitely that. Um, but then I think also, too, with, you know, adding bringing Darius Williams into the thing that I love is that, you know, he's been in the league short time, but he's already made it to the pinnacle and he's got a you know, he's got a, he's got a ring. So that winning pedigree comes in to the secondary. I think it very, I think it helps, uh, you know, uh, Shaq Griffin. I think it helps Tyson Campbell. Um, and, I, and so depending on where he's going to line up, if he's going to be in the slot, I think we've got a lock, lockdown slot person. Um, depending on Tyson Campbell's progression into the second year, uh, he came on his last year, you know, it, it, it was great. And then maybe even with Shaq as well, depending on how well or how, uh, you know, Darius Williams, you know, does decide to cover, Um, or if he, you know, has athletic ability, I think, you know, the defense right there is good. You bring in Cisco, hopefully Cisco beats out, um, you know, beats out, um, you know, Wingard or, you know, earns more playing time on the field as well. And then, you know, you got Rudy Ford, who was a serviceable nickel as well, even though uh, I don't know if they're going to get another corner somewhere else, but, you know, I, I think adding those two pieces right there, you know, definitely does increase some of the line or, some of the defensive side of the ball. Uh, And if they do go Aiden Hutchinson, or if they go, uh, you know, the guy in uh, Oregon, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, If if they go, you know, one, one of those, you know, people at, or one of those guys at, uh, at number one, I mean, I'm not going to like it, but you know, it's still going to try to, it's still going to increase the defense too. Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. Uh, Yeah.
2: Thibodeau. 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 Yeah. 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 Thibodeau. Um, Yeah. no, That is definitely something that, you know, getting, you know, strong up front to me is something that they've needed to do for a while. And I don't mean strong, like they need the biggest, bulkiest guys. Just, I remember last year when teams weren't in rhythm against uh, RD, they would just inch their way down the field and get into like a third and short situation, third and two, third and three, three and one. And, then it's basically 50-50. Those situations are, all right, who, who's going to be the bigger man here and step up and make the play? And we would lose those constantly. I'm saying every to me almost every time, especially like the third and two, third and one. Did you remember last year at all where we would get a stop where we like stuffed the running back in the backfield maybe once or twice out of 17 games? We should at least be winning 50% of those, and we weren't. And a lot of that has to do with assignment football. Assignment football is something that you can't grade with how fast you run your 40, how many bench presses you do, or my team won the national title because, you know, we were loaded with four and five stars. No, it's all about when the coaches look at the film, was he in position? Did he fill the gap correctly? Did he shed the block and make the play? And did he wrap up and tackle properly? It's not just one thing. It's a whole series of things. So that's what I, I love. Both of those you know, pickups because of those two have shown a consistency of playing assignment football. Even when the team, let's say the team got a six yard game. Hey, guess what, though? I filled my gap. That six could have turned into 20. But because I was there, he had to cut it back and he could only settle for four or five. Because I was on the other side, being where I was supposed to, and I didn't let that play break for twenty. That's kind of how it works. Because you're not going to win every play. It's just it's just the nature of the game.
1: I think that's good analysis. I mean, again, I the thing that's tough for me is I don't watch a lot of the other teams. I mean, I pretty much exclusively watch just the Jags game. So. Whenever the free agency period comes up, I'm hugely dependent on your guys' reaction to it. Usually in the group text, like Jk3 or Derek will send like a, a Twitter breaking news update, and I'm like, "Is this good or is this bad?" And that's like that's usually my question. Which hopefully that's not annoying. But um, well, that's a, a decent little overview. I know we didn't hit on everything exactly, but you know, I'm sure a lot of this stuff's kind of been hit on ad nauseum. Unless you guys have any last uh, uh, last comments on free agency overall.
3: No, um, I, I, I it's it's tough to to not get excited about it because you see new players coming in. but you know again, we'll, we'll see who pans out and and, and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, let's, right. let's hit up
2: some of those um, those Twitter questions really quick that we had.
3: Yeah, 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 so I put up a a, a twitter a Twitter question really quick um, you know, like I always do to try to engage some of our loyal listeners um, and you know, we'll just start from there. And so the first one um, we'll kind of tackle together. Uh, L.J. at L.J. Matt Jr. questions, which free agent will be the most impactful and here the longest?
0: Hmm. I
3: think you just have to go
2: with youth there. You have to go with uh, youth and, and, and guys that have, you know, um, that have been, uh, you know, it, it obviously signed the, the, the longest deal, but also youth. Mm-hmm. That, You know, Christian Kirk and uh, Foyer Lucan stick out with those two because they're 25 and 26 years old. Although I think Foyer may turn 27 by the time the season starts. Those two really, really stick out because of just their age. And Mm -hmm. then the upside, especially Kirk, if Kirk really gets going with with Trevor Lawrence, if they start to build a bond in chemistry, he could be around for a long time because he doesn't, he has that with Marvin Jones right now. Marvin Jones, what, 32, 33 years old? So Christian Kirk's only 25. We hope that Christian Kirk makes it to 33 with Trevor Lawrence. It'll be eight years. So
3: I'll take that, seven, eight years. Um, for me, it's I'm going to take the opposite of where you're going uh, as far as, like, age and concern and everything. I'm, I'm just going to go with with Brandon Sheriff. Uh, And I was holding that. I was keeping that ace in the pocket, you know, not to talk uh, about him during our free agency to begin with, but as an offensive guard, if he can stay healthy, this is going to, I know, I know, I know, I know a big if, if he can stay healthy, he will have the most impact of the free agencies just simply because of the free agency simply because he comes in and becomes a very anchor right guard. And to the point to where it's going to be insane for the running. It's going to be insane for the passing. Um, and he's athletic. He can get out a pulling guard. That's the worst nightmare for any cornerback coming down the field. You see a hog running down the field uh, and right at you, and you got you know TJ or excuse me, you've got um, Travis Etienne, um, you know, or, or Robinson behind him. Oh, my gosh, that like if 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 he can stay healthy and can continue to be, you know, an anchor on that offensive line, that is going to be the most impactful thing we have. Because on the right side, sews that up, it provides stability, uh, you know, to the uh, to the offensive line. And then again, coming from that winning pedigree, even though he hasn't played, you know, uh, a full season, he's still gone to the Pro Bowl. He's a professional. We had zero Pro Bowlers last year. Zero we instantly add one right there on the offensive line, which is our most important piece to protecting Trevor and the key to getting this offense on the, you know, just up and running is the offensive line. So if Sheriff can, can, if he can, if he can remain healthy, he can stay healthy. If he can produce and be on that field, you know, your best ability is availability. If he can be there, man, that's it. That I I, I love that. I love that pick.
1: Well, um, you know, I obviously concur with both of you on all points made. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, major props on this free agent signing we haven't talked about. AEW signed Jeff Hardy. The Hardy Boys are reunited. So, oh my god, uh, major uh, go. major props mm-hmm. on that. Yeah.
3: Hey, you should probably. You, I think you really do need to start a wrestling podcast. That'd be kind no. of
1: funny, actually. <laughs> you should do an offshoot of this and start it uh, using the down by the bank folks to talk about it. Down by Daly's place. <laughs>
3: Yes, down by
1: the place. Down by the place. Down by the place. (laughs) Oh, that's that's starting soon. I'm gonna put Um, it all together. Anyway, keep going.
3: Next question we've got from uh, Kevin Brown at US Browns. Why did the team really release Jack? Um, again, I think they're getting younger at the position. It's one of the things we're really and you know it it wasn't a money thing. You know because he went to Pittsburgh two years, uh, sixteen million. So I, I think we definitely could have, you know, afforded that and definitely could have kept him in, you know, for if we if we really, you know, wanted him there. But I think that they're just getting younger. It stinks again. The last 2017 defender, uh, you know, from that year that we had. Uh, so the roster's completely flipped now, um, you know, just getting younger at the position, you know, more serviceable, uh, you know, the linebacker. But then also, again, creating more room for Shaq Griffin. I, I think you can you know, you can definitely agree with that. Um, second question or the third question that we've got and Derek, I'll give this one to you or, or and maybe Corey, you can take this one also. How surprised were you guys by all the free Oh, excuse me. This is from uh, the aisles meetup, um, you know, at aisles meetup underscore Jack's, how surprised were you guys by all the free agent moves? Personally, I was shocked. Balky made some moves, uh, that actually looked good at least on paper. So, um, Now on to the draft. So he really wants to know, you know, how surprised, you know, were we at the moves that we've had? Um, You know, Balky was able to get some of the talent in, Um, you know, again, I think 11, 12 years running, Jags are on paper looking pretty strong, but what do you guys think as far as some of the free agents?
2: I think that they did a good job for what we have and the reputation. The, The reputation is terrible. And to put together this free agent class, was a, a good job now granted we had a very large you know chip to play you know card to play with the money and cap room that we have but that's what it's there for I'm tired of hearing us being about I'd rather us have cap problems and win 10 games than have 60 million in cap and win two so you know I, I think they did a, a very nice job it for the amount of criticism he received not just from the fan base, Balky did from the fan base, but as he's received inside the building there and amongst other teams, he did a fantastic job. So, although I'm still not on the Balky train, and I don't think I will be for a while, unless we get win the big one, which that's a that's a dream in its own in its own right. But hey, you got to give him credit. That that was that was a good job, in my opinion.
1: Well, certainly night and day from last offseason, which is great from a free agent perspective. So at least from a fan's perspective, there's a lot more to be excited about this time around uh, than last time outside of a new coach, which ended up not going well. Uh, But, um, you know, I think it comes down to what you guys talked about earlier. It's just a matter of how the draft plays out to kind of put the whole picture together. Did Derek um you? is that the is that the last oh yeah that was the last one yeah oh. sorry oh, okay oh, okay cool all right uh kevin brown thank you um <laughs> or whoever that was um and we'll i'll edit all that silence and that awkward yeah. stuff just then but um all, all right. right well uh yep yep go
2: no i was gonna say that's 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 all i have i, I think that these next few weeks will be uh, very interesting as they uh you know attend pro days let's see whose pro days they attend Obviously, they're going to go up to Michigan. They'll go to Alabama. They'll go to Georgia. Uh, they're going to go to FSUs. They're going to go to Florida's. They're, they're going to go to a lot of different uh, pro days around to, to, to check uh, guys out. They're going to go to Oregon's. So we'll see who goes there as far as I think every every team is going to be at those pro days, but let's see who actually attends those pro days. If uh, Balky goes, Peterson goes, I would imagine Peterson's probably going to go to the majority of them, if not all of them. So, that that'll be a tall tall ass but he's going to try so we'll see all right
1: well that was uh, a good overview of free agency uh the miles jack dj chark situation ticket renewals and oh we the- forgot Taven. Questions.
3: Taven. oh oh, no. oh geez <laughs> he's out yeah
2: peace on
3: Ghost. I wish someone. I, speaking of wrestling, uh, I wish someone could throw me a throw me a stone, uh, throw me a beer like Stone Cold, and I can crack it open.
2: Dude, it's <laughs> funny. He get another. He get another fat eye. That'll be funny too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got. Yeah, I, I got into an accident. No, you didn't. An accident with somebody's fist. That's what <laughs> happened.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So he get like five million dollars too. It's like, yeah, uh, he
2: got a one five. Hey, he got five million. How many of us? are going to say that we're going to see five million dollars so let's just give him that hey hats off to you Taven. we hope you we hope you have a good uh good rest of your career there thank you mm-hmm.
1: that's good that's nice that's a nice way to end it um and i love the stone cold steve austin reference because evidently he's like i don't know if he's coming back for a match but he's doing something at wrestlemania coming up so that's cool by, that'll be featured by on down by yeah, <laughs> yeah by the that's place. right. see me to it. That'll be on. Da- Sorry, guys. I got my podcast mixed up. This is down by the bank. That'll be on down by the place, which is uh, coming soon. So, oh, geez.
2: Um, all right. Oh, that's corny. Well, all right. Oh, come
1: on. All right. So uh, appreciate uh, everyone for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to give us a follow and leave a rating and review. Spotify also has that now. So if you're using Spotify as your main podcast driver, which I actually am now, I kind of like theirs better now. um, Give us a follow on there and now they have a rating system too. So definitely would appreciate that. And then of course, we're on Google Podcasts as well. So once again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network and we'll talk to you guys next time.